shining a beacon on the bazaar. Okay, I think it's time to get into the shelter then, our kid. It's on its way, it's World War Three. It is. <laughs> Coming this way, our kid. I know, but then again, I'd have been disappointed if it hadn't, because we've got all the shelter ready. I mean, uh, yeah. we, we, if you have a shelter, you want to use it. Exactly, let's give it a test. So what we're going to get, we've got all tins of beans down there, got all beers in and all that. And met some sannies. Oh, you met some sannies? That'll yeah. see us through. So got half a jar and then pickled eggs too. Oh, no, we can't bring them in there. <laughs> 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 they could smell. <laughs> could go nuclear down there. Could it your arsehole. <laughs> It'll be all toxic down there, then it will be outside. <laughs> <laughs> right, here we go. Down the hatch, yeah. Go. Lovely. Oh, there we go. Is it shut? Oh, airtight. Here we are. Yeah. So here we are from the, uh, the 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 nerve center of Kraken Cove. <laughs> We've got the uh, special uh, automated operation of the light. We can operate from down exactly. here. Exactly. A little black and white telly. Not black and white telly. We've got like a special periscope. We can go look up <laughs> to see what's going on. Um, make sure we're sort of, we're all safe before World War Three kicks off. Yeah. Well, I'll done. see you vaporize, guys. <laughs> <laughs> See you on the other side. Yeah. See you bye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it'll come to that. I'm hoping it's not going to come to that. But you know, I mean, things are a bit, a bit. Um, the Cold War's gone a bit hot. Hasn't it has. It? It's got a bit nervy. What a bell end he is. I told oh. it in the last episode. He's a complete bell end. Oh, he's a bell end. You know, and I'm offering him out now. On cobbles. I'll sort. Fucking imagine him. if he rocked up and twatted you. <laughs> just went away again. I'm thinking with his age. I know he's highly trained. He would just snap my neck. Or he's really little and all. Yeah, I'll give him a fucking pop. <laughs> comes, Shit. In, comes in riding a bear <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> naked he's a, he's a, a Putin is a weird little character oh, he's a goblin he is fucking horrible yeah. little shit that's it so well you know well hopefully things won't turn too nasty let's say yeah. I'm just hoping he like runs out of gas or something you know? I just hope a general just pops him back at and just thinks you know what you know, yeah, <laughs> it's over now. Good, Let's go it, back yeah. to normal. Yeah, that's it. Just yeah, it could be something like that. But mm. I mean, how old is he now? Is it quite... seventy or sixty-eight? Sixty. Yeah. I think sixty-eight. If I remember reading something yesterday. Yeah, it's just so oh, you think. Oh, if, do you think he's his last hurrah? I thinking, oh god, you know. I mean, I need a, I need a good war. I don't yeah, know. I don't know why he's fucking yeah. nuts. I think it is that like for the history books or something. You know, what I, I mean? think it could be. Yeah, but you know, that's, I think yeah. here at Kraken Cove we are um, with Ukraine. I think go on lads absolutely yeah. well, they're doing so well <laughs> <laughs> oh, we might even have a little touch on that in today's episode let's have some lovely because this is Crack and Cove the podcast that shines a beacon onto the bizarre and I'm Matt I'm a Benny and yeah he's a bit sort of a bit um, sketchy out there at the moment uh, obviously we're nice and safe we'll be okay yeah. um, but um, hopefully you join us in the bunker yeah. <laughs> there's always room for more <laughs> and we're going to have a little look at a few bizarre stories strange things that have been going on um, and a bit of weird news and just general oddities. I think oh, like that. they're the yeah, best. They're the sort of thing. So I think without further ado, I think I'm going to get my big book of casting out, mm-hmm. automate automate the lights so we can cast it out all over the place, uh, and let's see what we can see. Lovely. Let's get on. Let's get it on. <laughs> Oh, 
What's the first one, Arky? <laughs> <laughs> well, the first one, you know, for the first uh, first boat out of the harbour this yeah, week, it's a bit, a bit of sad news, you see. I mean, oh. we think it's bad. We think Ukraine have got it bad. I'll tell you who has got it bloody bad. Who's got it bad? The, um... <laughs> the attic in Derbyshire. In Derby, the town of Derby. The attic? Yeah. Is someone's attic or is it a bar or something? Well, it's, it's a club. All right. Yeah, it's the Attic Swingers Club. Right? <laughs> oh. So this is Derby's... 43 room swingers club risks devastating closure if it can't find a new home. Uh, 43 rooms. 43 that rooms. That took some cleaning. No, no. <laughs> and this is it's a uh, this is from um, Derbyshire Live, and it's this story is by Callum Park, who's the trainee reporter. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck him in the deep yeah. end. <laughs> Down to the swingers club, lad. Yeah. Says the, owner of a, the owner of the Derby Swingers Club says that he would be devastated if he was forced to close as it searches for a new home. The attic owned by Ron Rothwell. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie Rothwell. Yep. It's been tucked away in the old Osmiston Works building in the Osmiston Road Business Park since 2007. But must now find a new home by 2023 after the building was sold to Nottingham-based ALB Group in October last year. Wow. So this ALB Group, what they tend to do as well, is to convert everything into flats. That's what they're oh, kind of coming. Right. So I can't imagine what, you know, what oh. ghosts haunt oh. that place. Oh, it is middle of night. Oh, oh. Sweaty slaps. And, oh. Oh. And it, but the thing is, I've had a little look at the pictures. These, these I like, bet you did. Oh, God, it's bleak. Is it? It's horrible. It's oh. basically it's, it's it's obviously being done out on a bit of a budget yeah. as the Attic Swingers Club, oh. you know. And uh, apparently, it's, it's it only costs something like about fifteen quid for couples or something, thirty quid for single men, and ten quid for single women. <laughs> so that's a full evening of pleasure oh. had there. And it, I mean, I don't know how many people go down there or anything, but it's got it, it's got themed rooms. All right. So there's um, there's one that's built like a schoolroom. That's a bit off. Oh, yeah, that's a bit off. <laughs> there's, um, there's the Aztec room, uh-huh. and that's all. Yeah, no, that's uh-huh. There's an adult cinema in there. Nice. Um, there's a maze. A fucking maze. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds so frightening. Nudie in a maze, lost. That's fucking <laughs> Go around a corner where anything could oh, be going on. Minotaur, dude. <laughs> A dungeon. Well, fair play. And uh, a realistic dogging zone. Uh, what outside? Just car park outside, just <laughs> up and down. Well, that's the thing inside it, right? I'll have to show you this. Right? Uh, here we have now a bit of a gallery of some oh, stuff. Here we here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's an attractive old... There's Ron Rothwell. <laughs> Go on, Ronnie. I'm glad he's got his clothes So there's on. a nice sex pond there, big jacuzzi. Yeah. Sex pond. Yeah. Ooh, the rack. There's a rack and stuff. There's all sorts of stuff going on, like little cages and dungeon oh, that, yeah, stuff. Yeah. There's a little cage and there's a little fan on it. <laughs> <laughs> don't get too sweaty in there, do you? Caged up. I mean, I don't know what. These are some weird little booths and stuff. It's all oh, so tatty. There's a glory all Hi guys, uh, Matt here. Uh, it was about this point in the podcast that we had a bit of a fuck up. Uh, the uh, I don't know what happened with the recording. Something happened with the recording, and and yeah, so part of it was actually destroyed. <laughs> don't know how, um, but these things occasionally happen, especially when we're using a very a very old laptop like this. Um, love to afford a new one, can't afford it. Anyway. 
Um, basically what happened was Ben was, uh, I was asking Ben about a, a job that he once was offered. Um, and it was just as a, as a cleaning job, nice little cleaning job, nothing wrong with that. And he, you know, he was interested. He thought this would be, be a decent job. And turns out it was a, a like a, a spa type of thing. But the spa was in, in a really rough area of Leeds. Uh, and um, his cleaning job basically was going to be in a, a gay bathhouse. And um, as we say, he didn't. The job title wasn't this, but he was basically going to be a jizz mopper. Benny the jizz mopper. And he, uh, he admitted this. Yeah, this was one of the jobs he uh, almost had. He's had lots of jobs, but um, as a result of him saying this, we, we, we mentioned it a few times in the programme, so I thought I'd better bring you up to speed. Thanks. See you, bye! Be absolutely blathered, won't they? You know the smell. It's the smell. Oh, Just sweaty ass cracks. Oh, <laughs> that sex smell. <laughs> and as well, it's like again, if you've sort of been been there with wife or something, and you, yeah. you've all done your business and then got in car afterwards. I mean, where do you look? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you seem to be having a having a good time there, Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was very nice, wasn't it? Yes, yes. I, I, I couldn't manage myself. You yeah. know, <laughs> you didn't manage to get anything. <laughs> I just you were full all night, then, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's another world. Where are they going to move to though? Don't know. Another forty-three rooms he needs to find. I know he's got to find forty-three rooms. How's he going to get that car out? Straight through wall. The dog is in it. Yeah, it's it's not rating that. Mm. So I don't know where they're actually going to go, the uh, the dogging club, you know mm. what I mean? And I, he's, I mean, it's to their own. I mean, they're not causing anybody any harm, yeah. I suppose. It is bleak. It is kind of grim, that kind mm. of thing. You know? You're into it, you're into it, like you say, yeah. fair dues. I mean, the thing is with the jacuzzi that's all as well, isn't it? It's, it, it says it's uh, going to the gate cleaned and rin rinsed out once a week. Oh! <laughs> oh! That's a right advertisement. <laughs> once a week. Oh. So you want to find out when it's getting cleaned, don't you? So yeah. you think, right, it's getting cleaned on Tuesday. Right, I'll book it on Wednesday to go to because <laughs> yeah. come Monday that that oh, pond is just going to oh, be nasty floating in it bubbling oh. away oh god that was making me want to vomit that's horrible <laughs> so yeah if you, you're in the Derby area and um, and you've got a 43 room sort of like a premises somewhere that mm. you can spare to put up a sex club um, give him a ring. You get in yeah. touch with Ronnie. Get in touch with Ronnie. Yeah, do him a favour. <laughs> Don't do him a solid. It yeah. just... <laughs> oh, that's a different club, is that one? Man? Need a little bit of good news. Oh, we? good news is nice. Yeah, good news is nice. Well, it is some good news for you because it's like um, the the uh, the gentle listener won't know. We just have a little bit of a technical issue with the computer. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that dinosaur steam powered fucking. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? We, what we need, we need um, advances in Ooh, computing yes. and things, don't we? So what they're saying is now is um, artificial artificial intelligence may already be slightly conscious. Wow. Scientists warn. Warn? Warn. 
Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Oh, saying that conscious. Well, consciousness in its own, so it's like sort of self-awareness to a certain extent. And there's a lot lot of stuff that goes on at the moment with artificial intelligence, which a lot of people don't know about, as in even the scientists who are running the programmes don't know about. Because there's a couple of things I I read about, which was one of them was they sort of taught uh, two different artificial intelligences to speak. Yeah. Which a lot of things can then use with an algorithm that can sort of like yeah. you know you, you talk to might talk to Siri or whatever it is you know what I mean yeah. you talk to things like that but um, they taught these two machines language and to discuss and talk to each other and then they suddenly realised that the machines stopped talking in English or which they were meant to be speaking English <laughs> they started to create their own language they realised that the, the machines thought well actually this is a clunky way of working yeah, yeah. and decided between themselves in lightning fast times how to sort of like create a more efficient way of talking to each other Jesus. and it got to a point then they were just talking super fast and creating sort of like this dialogue between themselves nobody knew what they were saying oh man and that is frightening that is frightening so then they eventually had to take the decision we better turn these machines <laughs> off before they plan something weird <laughs> oh, that's proper terminator shit yeah, yeah. And, and it's like same sort of thing where they use AIs used in the stock markets they didn't you know the the uh, they used to sort of like for buying and selling and trading and stuff yeah. because if you use an AI it can make deals an awful lot faster than we can. Wow, yeah. Um, so, you know, rather than sort of waiting to see that pot belly prices go up and I give you a ring and say, oh, well, pot bellies are up, and you yeah. go, bye, bye, bye. <laughs> um, these machines already have like levels that they want to sort of trade out. So, yeah. um, what weird thing they found on the stock market was um, they'd look at these graphs uh, of trading and business and stuff like that, and everything looked fine, looked like it working really, really well <laughs> yeah. until somebody noticed. That every day started with like a thick, like a like just one line, like a, like one spike. Yeah. And it's like, what's, what's that spike? Yeah. And they realised, and as he took the spike, and it it was like something like less than a sort of thousandth of a second was his spike, and then he stretched, enlarged the spike, and he realised tens of thousands of trades had been done in the first millisecond. Of opening, nobody knew what happened. Oh my god! And the machines had all just traded with each other, done all the important trading at the first blip of opening. Oh shit! And then all the rest of it just steady away for the rest of the day. Oh my god! <laughs> and nobody did it out really yeah. for the rest of it. Yeah, well, everything that made all the decisions for the sales and trades and everything they could do, uh, uh, everything had happened before <laughs> even anybody was aware. They oh, just happened; it had been done. Oh my god! And that's that's these machines sort of working off their own bat. So there's lots of stuff actually going on behind the scenes with AI that people aren't aware of. Yeah, yeah. they're doing things, the job, but what else? Yeah, if you look at it. That's you, it. You stretch those spikes out. That's it, and that's what's happening. The thinking with the AI, some of this AI now, is that it's it is more self-aware than people know. Yeah, and it's getting to a point where it could be it could be encouraged to be totally sort of sentient. Well, sentient, you know, like, sort of like it, it we're is, redundant. Well, like we're sentient beings. We're yeah. self-aware. We, we we've got our own free will. We can yeah. so we can think and feel and do things. That's what think they are there now. They think oh, they're just shit. about there, and they're thinking some of these machines which they didn't think were sentient or didn't think they had their own sort of um, slight sort of like consciousness. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot more going on than thought. Ooh. But again, with technology. Um, where I mean AI is incredibly useful for doing loads and loads of different stuff at the moment, which we find really it's like mapping genomes and stuff like yeah. that. So you use the AI is really really important for things like that. But um, 
where will it end? I mean, it's a, if you look at the technology which we've got microchips in stuff now already, like things right. like microwave ovens and stuff like that, you know, are we going to have an AI, artificial intelligence sort of, I don't know, microwave? <laughs> yeah, you know, because yeah, he's kind of getting that with fridges, isn't it? Where it knows your food and sell by dates. And yeah, it's like a power of fridges getting a bit silly, isn't it? <laughs> well, it is, but I also think as well things like uh, there's a lot of stuff the technology that we have is still mega shit. Yeah, because it's like my alarm clock. Uh, you know, yeah. when, when my alarm clock goes down and I have to reset it. The date that it starts sort of reverts back to is 1998, right? <laughs> <laughs> and if you think of the interface on a lot of things that you have, again, like your microwave oven, right? Your yeah. microwave at home, um, what's the technology that it like? It, it, uh, the interface on working. I mean, when you when you want to microwave something, you basically just put off 30 seconds into four minutes. And it's exactly. But it's got all these programs, all yeah. these settings, and all this shit. Nobody uses them. I did use uh, defrost all the other day. Did oh, you? Yeah, yeah. I figured it out. Like, I'm pretty pleased with myself. You know. But, it, but the interface to actually sort of work it out is so unfriendly. It, well, it was well hard to get that defrost yeah. option. I, I, I didn't make sense. I was just thought, oh well, it must be doing it. And it's also weights of things. What's mm. the weight of that chicken that you're going to do? And then it yeah. suddenly goes through this mad cycle. It starts worrying at one thing. And it at another noise that it does a different thing what the fuck are you doing yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean so basically most people now all you do with a microwave all you want is a keypad and how does it communicate with you mm. with the most annoying cheap ping noises yeah. the, the, the idea of this piece of technology which has become sort of like a, a front and centre of everybody's kitchen now yeah. is this ping and confuse and each one's different it's not like it's got like a common interface all the different microwaves you you, you i said i'll oh, go use my microwave yeah, now what a fucking clue yeah mine especially mine you wouldn't know how to start yeah this is it so who's deciding this bullshit yeah. <laughs> so wouldn't it be easier like you say you walk in your kitchen and say um i fancy a couple of uh, jackie tays today you know yeah. what i mean oh I'll pop one i'll sort them and it have a weighing scales inside, you know, yeah, your, your little thing yeah. sorts it for you. Next thing you've got your Jackie, t- Jackie Pot Pot. Oh, oh, you can have like the uh, voice of Al, couldn't you, from 2001 Space Odyssey, you know what I mean? <laughs> you won <laughs> yeah. eggs today, Benny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, that, well, I love how you're using the idea of actually having the voice, the worst, the worst. <laughs> HAL 9000, the most terrifying robots of all time, saying you want your microwave. <laughs> It'd be funny though, wouldn't it? It's like, cheers, Al. <laughs> Don't do out today, will you? <laughs> Don't, okay. let me in sh- <laughs> Don't let me in shower. <laughs> but yeah, so AI could be could be useful. It could be a way forward of doing things, but could I don't be know. our doom. Could be. Have you ever seen? Remember the film? Is it is it seventies or eighties? A film called Demon Seed. Oh, I remember. I, I remember a video cover of it. I can't really remember the actual uh, what film. Fucking mental that is film. It? Well, it's the entire house is is operated by like a robot. Wow. And it's it's a sort of like it's an AI, it's an artificial intelligence, and everything yeah. in it is automated and everything yeah. like that. Right? And it, it loses a plot, does this machine, <laughs> right? And it starts. It falls in love with the woman of the house. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I do remember. It's like the eye watching her, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's watching yeah. her. Yeah, and it what like right house? It's that sort of fucking doing all sorts of horrible stuff. <laughs> Wires are popping out her right? and everything like oh, that. God. And I think it decides it wants to make a baby with her. Oh my god! Yeah, it's creepy as fuck. Wow. So, you know. But then again, if these consciousness, what what level of consciousness does it? Would these machines have? Is it going to be a case it thinks, oh, well, I'm better than a human? But that's the thing, isn't it? The, I think is it in the one of the films? Um, can't remember the film. But it's that bit where like, oh, humans are dangerous to themselves, so therefore, if I lock and the humans up, you know what I mean? The yeah. They can't hurt themselves. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. This is it. This, this is the sort of thing. It's what those decisions are, or what a sense, what they consider a sensible decision is. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just, it's just 
it might be because it's come from a completely different angle to what we can com- yeah, comprehend. Yeah, yeah. You know, as you say, the thing, oh, the safest thing to do is just do nothing. Therefore, yeah. humans will be safe. Yeah. So let's lock humans up and stop them doing anything. You yeah, know, yeah. that's it because they're a danger to themselves. So yeah, hopefully, maybe it's not a good idea to have that technology in your microwave or something. I think. Yeah. Would you have it if you could have it? Yeah, if you said it with Hal's voice, I'd say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going back to it, just give me a big fucking daily button thing, you know what I mean? Just one big dial, I turn it up, it goes to three minutes, five minutes, etc. But why the ping? Why that annoying yeah, ping? Yeah, that ping is fucking annoying. You know, yeah. we can't we, all little noises. If you, can't that, we, yeah, can't we have a new fucking noise? That's yeah. the point. All we want is a big dial yeah. and a nice noise. I want a clown's horn. Only <laughs> 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 it does, that we hear that. <laughs> I think with some, so uh, Mitsubishi or you know, Zanussi or whoever it is out there that's what we want now yes please change your times please you change your times now so we want it's a big dial and a clown hall We don't really want sentient microwave ovens. Then, yeah, yeah you, put, you put me off no, all that. Yeah, no. that's it. It's, it's also, you know, the, our own self-consciousness is quite important. And of course, the most, uh, the biggest compute you can get, the biggest intelligence is just the brain. Yeah. yeah. Still don't know anything about it. It's still yeah. a massive mystery as a human brain. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a, a bag of jelly, isn't it? Big. That's a big old putty <laughs> bowling ball full of putty. <laughs> but one thing they have found, which I found bizarre, mm. right? Is this uh, what they're doing? Is there was a study? Uh, neuroscientists were studying. Uh, uh, in, this is in Atatu, Estonia, and they were studying the brainwaves of an eighty-seven-year-old person with epilepsy. All right. So they had them all wired up and everything like that. You know, yeah. I mean, they wanted to study all the movements of what what that's happening in the head when they have an epileptic seizure. Yeah. What happened was the person, this this old guy, he accidentally had a heart attack and died. Oh, whoa. on the operate. They weren't all really operating. It was all wired up, and they suddenly saw his brain when he was dead kick off. What do you mean when he was dead? No pulse. Everything was dead. Yeah, for the brain suddenly kicked off, oh, and they started recording what was happening with his brain. Ugh. They saw action, activity in the brain in all centres of the brain for 900 seconds, which is an hour and a half after his death. Oh, what the fuck are you saying? That's crazy. And what the areas where they, it was the areas, the main zones which were kicking off were the areas that usually used during dreaming and memory recall. Whoa. The think he might genuinely have been seeing his entire life flash before, before his, his eyes. eyes. They reckon it could be true. Jesus, you just get like an hour and a half movie of it and that. You just get a full fucking recap of everything that happened. It all just, it's almost like a fucking download. That's what I thought. Wow. Nobody said this. This is something yeah. for me. It's almost as, or an upload or a download yeah. of, of all the memory. Oh, my God. Oh, that's incredible. So the brain is active when they're dead. Well, this is the issue they're having now, the problem they're having, because that happens. But quite often they're saying to people who die, they go, right, okay, he's dead, well, let's harvest his brain for this, or have his... So part way through that, so 
potentially essential side of the mind yeah. happening. You know, sewing up brain and autopsying yeah. it up and that. Could oh. be sort of thing, yeah. Ooh. It's fucking weird, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but you just kind of you put it back down and say, God, I don't want to get shot in the head now, you know what I mean? Especially, you know, you need to kind of like dive and let it kind of happen, yeah. don't you? So, I mean, that, that's the thing, that the activity, could it be a case of, as I said before, something uploading or downloading or something happening like that? Yeah, yeah. But, or is it literally just for your own pleasure, just rerunning everything through for you? you know? Jesus. Or for the religious people out there, is it a case that's sort of like, you know, that's the point where you're on your way to heaven and yeah. they're, do, they're doing the recap. Were you a good person or a bad yeah, person? Yeah, Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. Look, Benny. I this don't want to look. <laughs> this is the point where you were wanking at the time. <laughs> Oh, it was so sinful getting a replay yeah. of mine. It's Here's you in this Derbyshire sex, sex, sex club again. <laughs> On this rubber mattress. You did take that job as a spunk cleaner, didn't you, Ben? No, oh, I did. It was the best six months of my life. <laughs> Look at you sucking on the mop, you dirty bastard. <laughs> I know I'm bad. <laughs> Sucking on the Oh, mark. God. I've got really kicked it. really totally ah. curdled my head. Well, that's the thing. See, the thinking it could be that's what what's the worked it out, and, wow. and because they've never done it before, they've never actually had anybody wired up in that particular way before with passed. those particular machines. Yeah, yeah. And suddenly they're thinking. Fuck a doodle, do something big is kicking off here. Wow. And it was that, it was the brain just something active. So, but the thing is, as well, they also could see what was happening before he died. So they could see his activity. Yeah. And they could see whether there was almost like, so like a preemptive, like almost like the brain knew it was going to die or anything like that. Yeah. You know? So they've got the amount of information they managed to get here. And But this is this is the sort of thing they probably need to start doing a lot more, you know, get people wired up, get them ready to go, you know. Get them ready to go. <laughs> right, you're going to die now. <laughs> We're going to record your well, mind. Why are you putting this special helmet on? <laughs> oh, no reason, Grandad. You know. <laughs> right, yeah, I've got it all in right now. Like, boom! He's <laughs> <That is> gone. <laughs> no, I'm not, you bastard. <laughs> God, it is. You do. I, I agree with them. They do need to do it more. That is, that yeah. could be fucking game changing, couldn't it? That's I don't incredible. want to see my old life flash before my eyes. I don't. There's loads of shit. Yeah, I can't as well. Why do you think I drink so much? That's saying it. Like, you just remember a cringe moment. You're just like, oh no. Oh, that's the <laughs> That's what it just focuses on. Yeah, <laughs> really fucking. Who's all the shit bits? <laughs> 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 you loser. Remember that time you were carrying those pint glasses and somebody yanked your tracky <laughs> bottoms down? <laughs> and it was a gold day. Oh, I've got loads of them stories. I've got really I bad know you have. <laughs> My favourite one in Thailand, that time you're walking over there. <laughs> <laughs> we were fisherman pants on, thinking I'm really cool. We're really exposing my whole genitalia to the type crowds. <laughs> Oh, it were awful. By the time my knobs been out in public, and I didn't know it were out in public, it's ridiculous. Like at that funeral, that time. <laughs> I only realised when knob were out with an old lady passed by and rubbed against it, thinking, what's my, oh, my cock's been, oh, no, it was mum, wasn't it? <laughs> she was in front of me, oh, oh. <laughs> no, Worst when we're at um, a bus stop, uh, <laughs> catching a bus, and we're fucking freezing, and they're like, the road of cars all like in a traffic jam. Is this in the jam. UK? Or? Yeah, UK, yeah. And they're all they're going down uh, down this hill, and they're all like, keep looking at them. We're all fucking looking at you, you know what I mean? 
God, it's fucking freezing. Why my cock I look down and my knob were out. Because <laughs> I don't wear underpants, listeners, by the way. You know what I mean? Sometimes I lose some weight and my zip gets undone and my cock falls out. It, it was such a freezing cold day. It was tiny. It was like this fucking, like this purpley blue kind of frozen prawn, you know what I mean? That were hanging out. It was so, like, such a nub. It was like, I was like, I'm like banging up windows, you know what I mean? It's fucking cold. Look, what's this? I will warm this fucker up. It's never that side normally. Wait till they jump to fight you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> As if it's that small. Come on. <laughs> Yanking away on it. Trying to get some life in it. They get hear what I'm saying. They just see me mouthing up, like shouting and squeezing your body at myself. <laughs> oh, it was really embarrassing about that one. But I still refuse to wear underpants. I don't know what's up with me. I think it must be a fucking exhibitionist. <laughs> I've got problems, I've got trouble. This is what I want to forget what we're talking about. That's always. Why am I telling them about it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh fuck. That's what isn't gonna flash. That's your that's your movie reel at the end of your life. All the various places you you knob out everywhere. So, like I said, I thought I said we'd cover a little bit about what's been going on in oh, Ukraine yeah, and all that sort of thing. You know what I mean? It's fucking troubling, man. It is. It's sort of like it's pretty terrifying, and it's like you know, you, everybody needs a bit of. Um, I don't know. You need a bit of good news from these areas in a way, yeah, in a sort yeah. of way. You know what I mean? Because let's face it, positivity. Yeah. Yeah. So the, on, at the time of sort of like uh, recording this this particular episode, you know, we don't really know what's going on. They're fighting for the cities. The cities are holding mm-hmm. out in Ukraine against the Russian invasion. Yeah. And they're doing. It sounds like they're doing really bloody well. Yeah, they are. That's it. I think. Well, that's the thing. It's. I think it's the determination. I don't know how determined the soldiers are, the Russian soldiers, yeah, yeah. because they might be sent to war. They go, oh, fuck, we're going to have to go invade Ukraine. Yeah. Well, it's that bit where no one knew if they were going to do it and they thought they were on exercise. It's like, nope, you're going to do it. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck off. I don't want to do this. I know that. I did hear it as well that they thought they were going to go over border and get met with open arms, and then it's suddenly grueling step by step fight and it's like oh shit it's like us at the Eurovision Song Contest (laughs) 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 we always think everyone's going to really like us we've got this fucking grueling fight (laughs) (laughs) gloves are on we didn't even know oh shit Well, there was a story. Did you see the uh, the old woman going around with the sunflower seeds? I love that. I love yeah. that. So when you po- yeah, go on, pop, pop, pop these pop these seeds in your pocket, so when we bury you, flowers will grow. He's <laughs> <laughs> like that. He's fucking hard. Baller move. Yeah, that, man. Imagine hearing it on foreign soil. Like, it's like shit. Well, we've got uh, we've got something a little bit new for you here. This is right. So because what's happening is there's been uh, obviously there's been jets flying over and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. There's all sorts of bother going on, right? But it looks like Russian jets are getting downed at an alarming rate. Fantastic. Because they're being shot down by the ghost of Kiev. The ghost of Kiev. Social media has been ablaze with outlandish claims of a pilot known as the ghost of Kiev. (laughs) And it's reportedly traversing the skies and taking down Russian jets. Well, is right. it a ghost or is it a plane? Is it just some fucking dude? It's just some dude. Whoa. But what they're saying is, there's a lot of like retired pilots coming out of retirement. My God. Getting into these fucking MiGs. Oh. And going around and blasting the fucking Russians. Shit. <laughs> right. 
so that's what the the idea is right but this is uh, there's a lot of people thought oh, well it's just a just a rumor you know what i mean it's it's, yeah. it's it's not really actually happening but it looks like something is actually happening that's shooting down russian jets and it oh. could well be this maverick flyer is in, in, in a MiG-29 fighter jet. <laughs> just taking out... In a MiG as well? In, I reckon in something like in a day, he's, not, he's, he's knocked out six jets. Oh man, that is mental. So this guy is just sort of like, he looks like he could be could be out there. So, but obviously the terror for the Russians is sort yeah. of got the fucking ghost of Kiev flying around oh there. Really Look behind us! Yeah. It's the ghost of Kiev! Chicken Kiev! But the, the Ukrainian Ministry of Defence has also seized on rumours of the flyer's heroics and tweeted an image of the air, MiG as part of a post reporting that retired pilots will return to the Air Force. Whoa. The Ukrainian government posted a dramatic 30-second video on its official account saying that the flying ace dominates the skies and it's a nightmare for invading Russian aircraft. Oh, I love it. So these, but there is unfortunately some sort of fake material out there yeah, already yeah. of it. People get a bit too giddy, carried away, sharing all sorts of stuff. But there <laughs> is there is evidence to say that the ghost of Kiev is a real thing, <laughs> and it's flying overhead. You wow, know what I mean? Wow, some old dude. One more time. But the thing is, he's not alone. Isn't the ghost of Kiev? Well, right? he's got a squad. Because there's other people, there's new heroes cropping up, wow. such as the Ukrainian Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> the country of Ukraine is in dire need of new heroes, especially right now they are literally fighting for their entire survival. Early in the afternoon you could already see citizens from every city with heavy machine guns ready to defend the territory. But the Ukrainian military are the ones who are making headlines right now, and this obviously includes the ghosts of Kiev, you know? Mm -hmm. A Ukrainian Air Force pilot who yesterday downed six Russian planes and he possibly downed another five this very night. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> Although these are still unconfirmed reports, it's pretty nice to see how fiercely Ukrainians are defending their territory. According to reports online, a member of the Ukrainian army is being dubbed the Ukrainian Reaper, wow. due to his unusually high number of kills so far. When the reports started appearing online, he had already had 20 kills in the bag. Whoa. According to these reports, this new hero made his 20 kills in the span of just two days. And so they don't know how true these are, but yeah. there's actually there's a chance it could be true uh -huh. because basically in the right circumstances at the right time with the right weapons from a defensive position, yeah, yeah, definitely, it could well have just wiped out sort of like twenty people. So this is the thing they're up against and now. Plus, it's, it's so fast. It's, you know, you people round him thinking, "Oh my God, Dave just killed twenty soldiers." You're yeah. gonna give him a cool name, and then you're gonna get it posted out, and people are gonna lap it up and spread that message really quickly. Well, this is it, and it, but also just on a psychological basis. It's easy yeah. to turn out. Oh, it's just rumor and stuff. But when you're in a battlefield and suddenly oh, look and things like that, so become very kind of you become very superstitious. Yeah, yeah. Then these things are, are, can truly terrify you. Yeah, you know, yeah, for yeah. example, pilots could be saying, "Oh, there's no Ukrainian Reaper. Or, uh, uh, there's no uh, uh, ghost of uh, ghost of Kiev." But suddenly they're up there. Anything could be fucking yeah, happening, you know. Yeah, and yeah. if they know that they're an invading force, which they are, obviously they are. Yeah. They might be feeling they're on the side of wrong. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think they will because he's the, especially when you're fighting someone who is fighting for their life and for the homeland, uh, and then you're just kind of like getting sent in by some fucking dickhead that you don't like anyway. It's just a job, isn't it? Really, that's in it. Most of the times, you know. What and I mean? suddenly you're having to see real action. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, this is it. this is it. But it's not the first time these sort of rumors and things have been said like this before. Mm. Um, during um, during World War Two. 
there was another hero from there known as the White Death. (laughs) (laughs) And he was a he was a um, a Finnish sniper. He was an ex farmer called Simo Haya. He became the world's deadliest sniper after killing a total of seven hundred enemy soldiers. Oh, I think I might have heard of this dude before. Yeah, and it's this is. But the thing is, well, there is a few of these people about because it's like that American sniper guy who was a bit of a yeah. bit of a psychopath, wasn't he? A bit of a. I've never watched the movie, to be honest. No, I've not, I've not seen the movie, but I think the guy it's about was a bit of a bit of a dark kind of thing. Yeah. Because it, I mean, the thing you have to think as well is if you kill seven hundred people. Mm. That's gonna weigh heavy on your it's conscience. Good, Especially when you know, I'm not saying hand to hand combat's got better, you know what I mean? But at least you're kinda of giving the person a chance, you know. I'd be a sniper because you're fucking well out of action, you know. Yeah. You say, but just gonna like do it from a distance. It's a cheap shot in it sometimes. Yeah. Like, and yeah. it depends who you're shooting as well, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's the that, the issue where they always say with snipers being cool and that. Part of the whole thing with sniping is actually to sort of instill fear in the general populace as well. So you yeah. are picking off yeah, ordinary yeah. people which is just vile it know? is from like, that distance and that it's kind of cowardice in a way isn't it yeah mm. well one of the one of the first ones of this was um, have you ever heard of the Angel of Mons yes in World War 1 when yeah. it just suddenly happened didn't it that spontaneous like, um, massive white angel kind of came down or something yeah there, there, there was these there was certain rumours that did occur uh, and, and they didn't know whether it was true or not but during what actually happened during the Battle of Mons is mm. we were massively outnumbered ah, by the Germans, yeah. Yeah. but somehow we kind of fought and fought back and sort of like managed yeah. to, to, to fight them off against all odds. Yeah. And the rumours were that on the battlefield we're actually being protected by some sort of angelic force or some angelic troops wow. kind of thing. But then it was the writer, Arthur Macken, mm. he wrote a fictitious story called the, uh, I think it was called The Bowmen. Yeah. And he wrote how this trap force was sort of like for trying to fire back when suddenly St. George was summoned by one of the soldiers was sort of wow. saying, you know, I won't help us, St. George. And he appeared with these bowmen. <laughs> and the bowmen held off without bow, with bows and arrows, wow. held off the Germans. But it was a work of fiction. But yeah. This work of fiction got completely taken hold of uh, by uh, by the British populace. Yeah, yeah. Everybody just believed it. Yeah. And they said, "This is it. This is the truth. We're being protected by Saint George and these saintly bowmen." Wow. And eventually, got to the point where Arthur Macken actually said, "No, listen. I'm going to publish this as a book, as a story. You can read it as a story. It is total fiction, yeah. um, with a, 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 an extended forward of how he went right, you know." People still didn't believe it. <laughs> if anything, it reinforced it even more that this yeah. was a real occurrence and these bowmen had come and saved the British forces. It's so much cooler that it's hope back in your life, isn't it? And you just you just got to grab hold of it with both hands. Yeah. Like, they are there, that's this it. Is it. Well, it, it, especially with the bowmen side of things, because it, the spiritualist movement during World War One was mm. so massive at the time yeah, because they'd yeah. lost so many people and they were just wanted to come and, and as well it's like we've got mass communication now mm. um, and if anything during the Ukraine war what's happening there at the moment is the mobile phone is the most vital weapon that they have yeah, yeah. they've got communication yeah. on a level which has never been seen before mm. whereas back then I mean imagine if everyone in the, in the trenches had, had phones yeah. you know it'd be a different matter you could thought you'd probably spiritualism, spiritualism would be a lot less prevalent yeah. Because people would be able to talk to people not normally, rather than just waiting for a, a premonition of the dear lost son Johnny who's yeah. out on the moors somewhere. You know? You're right. If they had mobile phones in trenches, you're right. Spiritualism would be down and wanking would be really. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
on both sides. Oh, well, no man who can clean it up, do we? <laughs> moppy, moppy. <laughs> You're done, boys. <laughs> Finished in there. What a mess. <laughs> My sleeves are all there. But no, I mean, so that's the thing. So I, I think... It, the reason we cling to these things as well is is morale. Yes. And I I think while ever the uh, the Ukrainians have sort of got have got the peckers up, yeah, while ever they're sort yeah. of like feeling sort of salty, yeah. then uh, I think things are going to go well for them. You know, Definitely. that's the thing. You know, well, especially all that fucking we're just pounding in the fucking missile launchers. I think it could be just like the anti you know air is it Lanter, air rockets that we're giving them and shit. There might be no one up there, but they're just yeah. getting pinged out. Well, they said they're saying there's a no-fly zone. I think that's what they're going to make a new mm. no-fly zone. But if they do it a NATO-controlled no-fly zone, that means then that the NATO's stepping in and actually sort of getting getting hands dirty and fine, yeah. which is a real that, that could be the issue because, like I say, he's, if he's if he's threatening the old nuclear button already. Oh I mean, that's because well, what the think he might do. Thinking he might actually just detonate a bomb, as in not not anywhere particularly dangerous. He might just sort of do a, like a warning shot somewhere. Jesus. But if he does sort of set off a nuke somewhere, the minute that leaves the silo, yeah. everyone's just going to press the buttons, yeah, aren't they? It is, isn't it? It's fucking. It's, it's weird living. You think, oh god, it must have been bad in the Cold War days. You know, having that threat above you. I can remember yeah. it a bit when I was a kid and that. But he's like, right, fucking now, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I, I, I remember it really well. I yeah. remember that threat of the being, you know, the Cold War threat yeah, for yeah. some reason. And um, and my wife, she, she, <laughs> she, when she was a kid, she used to keep beans, tins of beans in her bedroom. Oh wow. Because she was so certain that something had happened and she'd be trapped in a room without any food. Oh, that she on, on her headboard, on her, her bed, she just had rows of tin tin food. Shit. And, and that's the thing, it was the reality of a Cold War, a nuclear war, was it wasn't just a, a threat, it was just it was when, not if. Yeah, yeah, you know, they just yeah. felt certain it was just gonna happen. We're gonna hear some sort of siren set up somewhere and set off and off you went, you know, nuclear <laughs> A bit of fucking depressing we're at school gates they drop it little ones off and that primary school, you know what I mean, in uh, a plane flying above us heads and you know the conversation has just turned oh is he going to start bombing us and I said don't worry honestly that well, is, your kids said that yeah the kids were saying it. I said don't that is not going to happen you know that is that is a British plane you're fine you know you just no way could they get here with a plane without us knowing it you know yeah. so they won't start doing it and then start going on about nuclear bombs and stuff about them blowing and they were just so blase about it but a little troubled you know what I mean yeah. a little bit of worry in the eyes but then that kind of just turning around and getting on with the day and it's just like oh shit what a fucking bell end Putin is. Yeah, all starting all this. Yeah. Say again, get on the fucking cobbles. <laughs> <laughs> I did read in my, my researches for today, though, I did read about there was a, a, a mad thing called Operation Pluto. All right. Which was basically some mega missile that the <laughs> Americans wanted to make, uh-huh. which it was, um, it was a nuclear-powered ramjet. Whoa. So basically it was fueled by nuclear power. Shit. And could fly almost indefinitely could just keep flying and flying and flying and oh. flying and flying until it eventually what into space no just it round, round the world round the, round the constantly world constantly flying around the world right this, wow. and it was rammed full of loads of nuclear warheads so that it'd be flying constantly like that so as soon as anything kicked off they'd just turn around and say to the Operation Pluto rocket right you've got to go to Russia now and it's going to change course go off there and nuke them within seconds Jesus. but they didn't do it even though they had the technology to do it because they just thought it's, it's you basically you have got like a, a r- nuclear rocket just whirring around all the time it's a bit 
bit grim. A bit grim, and it, yeah, and it's a bit, it's a bit provoking, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. That whizzing by, that's fucking terrifying. Operation Pluto. That and thing. they could work. That you could just get a rocket whizzing round forever. Forever. Just whizzing oh God, yeah. that's fucking awful. <laughs> what are we? What are we become? <laughs> Jesus. It's fucking terrifying. We're slagging off sex dungeons, you know what I mean? I feel really bad about Ronnie now. Ronnie, I'm sorry. I'm going to help you get that fucking sex dungeon. I'll be mop it up. Yeah, I'll be mop by again. Um. Threat. It's it's the worst sort of feeling in the world, isn't it? it, it <laughs> I'm the worst. Really fucking getting worried even in this massive bunker. Yeah. Well, well to be fair though, um, we, we really sort of as as a country, the UK had our, obviously our own sort of nuclear sort of like testing set up and everything like that. You mm. know. I don't know anything about the UK. It's where we did it all and the tests. Well, we 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 actually even well we that's the thing when during the sort of 1950s and stuff, they needed to find somewhere. Where they were going to do nuclear testing yeah. and stuff like that, and they thought about various areas. And unfortunately, what they did do is that, that when they were working on um, biological weapons, uh, they actually rendered one remote island on the uh, Inner Hebrides oh. unlivable because yeah. they were working anthrax. Well, we stuff. talked about. I'm sure we mentioned this before. Yeah, and, mm. and it's absolutely shit that they do this sometimes. Mm. And they say, you know, this is what I mean. The, the, do you know where like the term the bikini came from? Yeah, because that was the Bikini Islands, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the Bikini where... Atoll, that's it, yeah. yeah. And it was such an explosive thing. They said that's where the Bikini sort of name came from. Wow. Because it's, you know, nobody had ever seen a two-piece swimsuit before. They said it's, wow, it's just... Ah, right, yeah, that, you know, it's yeah. just like an atom bomb. Boom, yeah, that's what that belly, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Well, that's, that's yeah. the reason for it, yeah. That's why it was called the Bikini, yeah, wow. because it was so explosive. <laughs> that's yeah. cool, yeah. yeah. But um, but they did basically fuck up those islands and those areas. There's loads of like the French do it all the time. They, they use the, like these sort of like Pacific islands that they own. They'll bomb them. And I, or, or, you know, even like if you think of underwater testing, blowing a nuclear yeah. bomb up underwater, it's it's just insane. It's the damage is. that it can cause and the shockwave. I mentioned how many millions of fish and stuff are killed oh, by it's that. Disgusting, it, isn't it? But we, as a as a country, during the sort of fifties, we were looking around to sort of think, right, where we, where we're going to do our testing, right? Yeah. And they found a place, and they decided the government, in their wisdom, were going to bomb Skipsy. <laughs> Skipsy! Skipsy? Now, Skipsy, for those of you who don't know, right? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell! Skipsy is a little town in East Yorkshire, right? It's on the seaside, right? And it's where we used to go for our holidays when we were kids. <laughs> That's fucking mental! Yeah. They were always planes above us, weren't they? That's though? It, they were that's always right. on war, right? Exciting. Oh, well, Jesus. <laughs> the innocence of youth. Fucking, <laughs> oh, no, no, plane. <laughs> Boom. Shall I press it, skipper? No, no. Just, There's some cold. kids down there. Yeah. <laughs> some kids down there in Snorkel Park and dicking around. <laughs> but the, the first place they chose at first was a place at a Scottish beauty spot called Duncansby Wick near Caithness, right? 
but they reckoned uh, it was uh, it, because it was just too damp was the area for some reason. Isn't it a bit close to fucking England? You know what I mean? It's like you don't do it right on your doorstep, do you? No, this, this is a massive the cable. Well, the thing is, they didn't know the full extent of the dangers of radiation and nuclear fallout. What, in 1950s? They didn't. They uh, literally, what? they didn't know the full extent of the hazard and the danger. Japan didn't die, <laughs> you know. Uh... Well, if you think about what happened there, they, they knew it was going to be bad, but they hadn't had much chance to actually do an awful lot of tests, oh, proper tests. So they basically set it off and went, wee, let's do the big bomb, and then they're completely and utterly fucked, sort of like uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. <sighs> But the, again, it's the long-term effects yeah. they didn't know because it only be a few years before they didn't know that you know, yeah, thousands and thousands of people were going to fall exactly yeah. they didn't know everyone's going to fall have radiation poisoning like that. You know, it was still sort of a little bit of an unknown. So I thought, well, we need to run tests. But of course, down there, down in fucking <laughs> London, they're all smoking pipes and pointing at charts. Goes, where's the love? Very far away. Oh, Skips, it looks like Skips? A... How random's that shit? It's fucking mad, isn't it? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Skipsy Sands? She's gonna nuke it. It did look like a bit of a nuclear area anyway. Well, apparently, local outrage gathered pace when the plans became public knowledge and the area's MP <laughs> lobbied the government to reconsider, even citing the destruction of bungalows and beach huts among its concerns. <laughs> <laughs> what about the sandcastles? <laughs> But they realise now, when they've looked at it, what would have happened if they had nuked Skips. <laughs> and he's thinking it's only about three miles down from Bridlington. Exactly, isn't it? But they, they, they realise now what would have happened. A fallout would have contaminated a huge area of our own country and would have spread across to Northern Europe as well. Oh, they nutters. And it, it nearly happened. And the, re the reason why they wanted that area is because a lot of the, there's a lot of land out there which is MOD owned. Right. And we, there is actually a nuclear fallout bunker in that area, a big one. Wow. But it's like a proper one that can hold armies and things like yeah, that. Yeah. It is there. Yeah. So there's already there's loads of MOD activity. That's what we were saying before about listening to the bombers and the Fairchild Thunderbolt tank buster planes yeah. that used to go across and you'd see that. And we'd, we'd hear them when we were kids bombing out to sea, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah amazing yeah. sounds. You just them screaming in and out, you know, with like yeah. um, supersonic shit to it. And we, we can think that's your holidays, how bleaks the old No, God <laughs> almighty. And now they with spare pretending it were a machine gun and shit running about like a little nutter and that. Next thing you're gonna nuke you. <laughs> a little fucking speedos. <laughs> with a big fat ass. <laughs> but luckily it didn't happen. Skipsy didn't get nuked, but it, that's the one that nearly happened. Wow. We're <laughs> fucking animals, aren't we? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, <laughs> can't be that time already. It is that time already. We've I hope you got some sunny story for end. It's like, <laughs> fucking hell. Ah! <laughs> well, in a way that I, in a way I have, maybe not quite as sunny. Right. <laughs> maybe not that sort of sunny, right? But the thing is, you see, it's like, um, back in the day, 
when there was sort of like new new jets in the Cold War and all that sort yeah. of stuff was going on, you know. They they had lots of it was a new jet came in, right? It was called the B fifty eight Hustler. Whoa! Don't picture the look of the B fifty eight Hustler. Ooh, sexy bitch. Yeah, it's a, it's a big shiny sort of Delta winged aircraft. Yeah, man, it's, it's very crazy, very cool as that. very sharp kind of triangles to it, and that. Yeah. That's the thing, you know. But it's like, but the problem they had back then in those days is uh, during that era is they they knew what would happen in ordinary planes when you ejected and you did things like this, you know what I mean? Yeah. But they didn't know what would happen when these supersonic swift jets, yeah. if you ejected from them, they didn't know <laughs> how to do it, right? Yeah, true. So what they needed is they needed, um, because what happens is the, the new the ejection system, right, is a pre-ejection handle, yanked the pilot's legs in close and closed a scalloped shell that enclosed him while still allowing a rudimentary control of the plane. The actual ejection handle sent the capsule up with a rocket burst, automatically deploying a parachute. Now, this is basically what it is. It's, it was it was a, an ejection capsule wow. out of these particular so jets. So it, it kind of like go around you like some yes. protective case and you just yeah. zoom out. And you just zoom out of it, <laughs> yeah. yeah but and you, you, it would actually have food and supplies on board as well <laughs> and survival equipment wow because these were long distance cold war uh, jet bombers yeah they weren't sort of like the old planes which would i mean for example during the korean war when we first was using the uh, jets jet warfare was occurring yeah the way that they'd work was they would be, the jets would have massive fuel canisters on board with them right yeah. and they didn't have rockets and basically it was machine gun dog fighting back wow. then and and they'd get to where they needed to be with these jets, with these massive fuel capsules on board, sort of thing. Yeah. And then they'd eject those for weight. And then they'd dogfight like fuck around. But they had wow. a very limited amount of range and, and speed and distance that could go. Yeah. You know, before they'd have to return back. These new big supersonic jets, these ones that could fly literally to Russia and back. Wow. And so they did have to survive. Um, and at high altitudes, immense yeah. altitudes, which we've never been to before, because basically pilots couldn't take it. Yeah. Now they can. The technology was there, right? Yeah. So they had to work out how the hell did they work out that this special ejection mechanism for the Hustler uh, plane, you know, this, this oh, capsule. They didn't put monkeys in it. They used bears. <laughs> 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 well, spit and spice it up a bit. Like, can you get? Oh, I can get your fucking bear. <laughs> For some reason, bears were really plentiful at the time. <laughs> Jesus, how do you get a fucking bear in a plane in a sea? That's ridiculous. <laughs> can you imagine the sight of it. <laughs> so the 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 tested these systems oh, on bears. Whoa, they're too bigger bears. So they put. Oh, they've got little bears. Is it apparently the Himalayan and the American black bears readily readily available? Apparently, in approximately mass and shape body shape of a human <laughs> so they've been already using lots of you know like on um a g4 sleds have you seen them no it's like a, it's like a basically it's like a massive railway track right yeah with a with a sled on it yeah and then they could use rockets to fire this sled <laughs> super super fast but then halt oh. it almost instantly Whoa. and that's how they tested g-force on human bodies and uh. stuff and so then awful things happen to you when things like yeah, that you, know, you get like blood vessels bursting your eyes you get oh, whiplash all sorts of shit like this on this sled but they realize they're a bit harsh used it all the time on humans who did they test it on? Billy Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Not your average bird. Yeah, you won't be after this. <laughs> so that's what they did. They just sort of like um, the first subjects that they used, right? On, on these things, right, were people from were the p people recruited from the unemployment lines, right? <gasps> oh. 
But the ground test moved on to chimps and then bears, right? So they started off with unemployed people. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, hey, shit, we need a chimp here. Bring in a chimp and a bear. A chimp and a bear, right? <laughs> so, so when testing moved to the sky for these things, right, the bears went to living bears. <laughs> Living bears were sedated and strapped into the capsules. The capsules were ejected from planes at various speeds and altitudes to determine how well the system worked. The bears were later examined to see if they were injured. None of the bears were killed in the tests. Wow. But they did suffer some broken bones, muscle damage and internal injuries. <laughs> bet it's funny seeing one come out. Yeah, well, I bet it were. <laughs> I think it's good you woke up in capsule. Or one of the capsules went off where you didn't know what a big, big capsule was. Like, oh, what are the fucking holes in here? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bear! bear. It one got loose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what they used to use. They used to use bears, you know. He's just crazy, Arky. Yeah, I think it is, you know. But it, it is a weird choice to use bears for this sort of thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> and when they say they had bears in plentiful supply, where from? I know. Maybe that's why there's none left. They've all been ejected and fucked about. Right? I know. That's it. It's, Poor bear. Hopefully now, maybe that's that's what we need to do, sort of like, to sort of like defeat the Russians. It's just sort of like, get these captives. Send the bears. Yeah, that's good, though. It's a bomb with them with stuff. Fucking war bears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what we need to do is, is get our, uh, artificial intelligence on board a fucking bear. Yeah. And send them into war. Oh, but, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Steady, Arkeed. Oh. Yeah, that's a bit weird. I think this is this is the problem. I think we've been in the uh, fallout shelter for too yeah, long already. Yeah. I we? think I need a shelter. Where do I take a dump anyway in here, Arky? Oh, I knew I didn't fucking do something right. I didn't put in a lavvy. There's no toilet down here. Oh, bollocks. I need a poo and all. Oh, Come we... on, let's go back up yeah. and take a thing. <laughs> Screw it. We'll be all right. We'll be right, yeah. yeah we'll be so we're going to go back up to the lighthouse. I don't think it's as dangerous as we think it's going to be. No. I think hopefully everything's going to be safe and nice. Um, hopefully it'll be all right by the time we get the uh, episode out on Friday. Exactly. <laughs> the ghost of Kiev is out there. And yeah. the Reaper. <laughs> the Reaper. What a lads. <laughs> and there's Yusk and the Klitschko brothers. <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so it's a, a, a big sort of like positive message to go out towards the uh, Ukrainians. Hope you win. Um, yeah. So, but uh, for, until then, it's going to be a big bye bye from Matt. It's a bigger bye bye from Benny. Take care, guys. There are three ways you may contact Kraken Cove. Either by email at podcast at gmail.com on Twitter at Kraken Cove or Instagram at Kraken Cove Pod. Ha ha!